0: hard uh, to communicate these things to help uh, Timothy in in matters of uh, functioning um, in the church and uh, uh, knowing um, how things ought to be done uh, in the church. And of course, when it's it's talking about in the church, it's talking about in the church family. Uh, It's talking about in the the local church, uh, really the the body of, of believers. As we talked about last uh, week, it's not talking primarily there about, about a church building. You know, I think, uh, how you ought to behave yourself in the church. Um, and, uh, of course, you know, we should uh, we should do things decently and in order in the, in, the, in the church building as well, but that's not primarily what it's talking about. It kind of, we chuckle sometimes, you know, when people say stuff uh, like, uh, hey, well, well you, sh- you shouldn't be saying that in front of the pastor. You, know, you shouldn't be using that kind of language in front of the pastor. Well... <laughs> You know, isn't it more important to think about what we should be saying in front of Jesus? Right? <laughs> um, you know, you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be running in the sanctuary. Well, you know, if, the, if they shouldn't be running in the sanctuary, you know, maybe they shouldn't be running other places either. I don't know. You know, this isn't like a, th- this isn't like the holy of holies in here. You know, this this is a building where we can we can be relaxed. We can we can we can spend time together. We can we can be at, at ease, uh, but we can take care of things as well. You know, um, my uh, the the church in, in Argentina, um, they used to uh, they used to use the, the uh, threaten use the pastor to threaten their kids, and they'd say, "My dad used to hate this." They'd say, "They'd say uh, if 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 you keep doing that, we're gonna tell the pastor, and he's gonna spank you." So the kids were all like afraid of the pastor. It's terrible. I <laughs> was like, "Don't tell the kid that." I mean, if you're gonna spank him, you know, spank him. But um, are we allow lot the word say the word "spank" on live stream. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but you know, if you're gonna, like, uh, you can like, no, don't don't threaten that the pastor's gonna do that. It's just like this mentality that you know, it's like the church building and the pastor, and it's like this religious stuff, you know. Um, the the, the the church is Jesus's church. Unto Jesus be glory in the church, and Jesus is the head of the church. And the word of God is what is what um, you know we go by, and uh, it's 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 made up of people, and it's supposed to the church is supposed to be relationship oriented, right? It's not supposed to be uh, ritualistic. It's not supposed to be, you, you know. Uh, uh, cold and rigid, um, but at the same time, you know, this is written to Timothy so that things could be done properly, so that things could be done properly. And at the beginning of chapter 4, it is, it's, uh, it's interesting, it says, um, now the Spirit, we talked about uh, this written under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, uh, and that's what makes the, the, the you know, the Bible an extraordinary book. It, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, it can't even be compared to other books because of how this, the Holy Spirit superintended you know, the, the writing of, of the Word of God. Uh, and he used you know, the different authors, but uh, really it is the very Spirit of God you know, speaking uh, in these words. And it says, and Paul recognized that even as he's writing here, he says, now the Spirit speaketh expressly. And so he's saying here, you know, the Holy Spirit is being very specific about some things. And aren't you thankful when God is is specific? Now, he's not so specific that he, I guess for a lack of better terminology, micromanages our lives. Right? Like we we don't, he doesn't make it so that we have to look all day long exactly where we're going to go you know exactly what we're going to read exactly what, I mean God doesn't tell us every day point by point what to do and what not to do He does give us concepts which help us with every situation He does give us truths that are kind of like the the, the firewalls you know the the fire lines for it all um and and then he, he is very specific about some things as well When he is specific when he is specific, we need to pay careful attention to that uh, because th- those, those, those are things there that he's saying, okay, now, now you know, I may speak in just a lot, of, a lot of overriding concepts that you can apply, you know, in your personal walk. I'm not going to tell you step by step every day exactly, you know, um, but there are some things that I'm going to specifically uh, 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 express. And it is, it is great when, when God is specific with us because we need that. We do need at times for God to say, okay, no, this is important enough for me to say, okay, this is, this is, this is the way that this is going to be. I'm going to explain this in very uh, direct words, and, uh, and you can know this. You can know this as a fact. So it says here, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in latter times... In latter times. Now, that actually tells you a lot right there. That that really plays into a total worldview. Because the Spirit is very specific here, and so we need to pay attention to this. He's being very specific about the fact that there is going to be a winding down to things. Right? The latter days, it means that there's less and less days left, okay? Now, I think it's in 1 Peter, it talks about, you know, those that kind of scoff at, at, at Bible believers and say, you know, you know, they talk about God coming back, and they talk about the end of the world and everything, and, you know, there, there's, there's those that scoff at that and say, you know, the world, it's going to just continue as it is. You know, it's kind of all the same dynamics and all the same factors, it's just going to continue on and on. That's a that's a that's a different worldview, isn't it? Because think about what a difference that makes in your perspective. I don't think sometimes we realize what a what a, a drastic thing the biblical worldview is, is to how it makes you see everything. You see what I'm saying? If if you look if you're looking at it as if this world is winding down, it there is there is a deadline to it all. You know, God knows dates, and, and he, he knows timelines, and uh, and there is going to be a time where God ceases His trial with mankind. The church age is going to come to an end, and, and there are other you know milestones, there are other events that are going to happen in, 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 within that timeline, but it's not indefinite. It's not forever. And, you know, humanistic... Approach is to look at it that, all right, we're here. This is our world. We gotta sustain it. We gotta we gotta uh, do the best. Maybe even to live forever if we can here, and to 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 perpetuate this, uh, to build something here on this earth because it's just gonna continue on and on and on. And if it is a, 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 a situation where it's from generation to generation, well, then we just want to you know, keep being more and more sophisticated and advanced each generation and pass on kind of that human legacy of what we can build and what we can do. It's a totally different worldview, right? And so when the Bible says here, the Spirit speaketh expressly, very specifically, that there, are, there is the concept of latter days, Things are going to wind down. It's not going to continue forever the way that it is. You know, John said, right, the axe is is upon the tree root. (laughs) It's not swinging yet, but it's laying there, and it's ready to be picked up to to, to hew that tree down. Um, It's a blessing. Aren't you happy that, that, that God isn't just leaving you know, everything to play out here in this old world forever? I mean, when you see what the Bible describes and what the Bible, you know, s- says is planned or the preparations that are being made, everything that God, you know, envisions for our, for our future and has made uh, made uh, uh, preparations and, and the way for us to be a part of, it's, it's, it's good news. I mean, people speak of apop- uh, you know, apocalyptic terms that, well, you know, the end of the world, like it's the most horrible thing ever. It's the end of the world. It's the apocalypse. You know, everything's going to burn up. It's going to be a zombie Im- invasion. Um, I mean, I come up with all kinds of wild stuff. You think I'm joking? I mean, people really believe some of that stuff, okay? <laughs> uh, there's, 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 a lot of, there's a lot of talk right now uh, about NASA and uh, research that's gone into uh, aliens, you know, supposedly they have a lot of information on life out there in other places, and, you know, that uh, we have defense mechanisms, um, you know, because of, of an alien invasion. Well, that is happening at the southern vo- border, okay? That, that's happening there. But it's, it's it's not coming from Pluto or wherever, you know, or beyond, all right? Uh, but the, the thing of it is, is, you know, people, they they, they they speak of the end of the world as if it's a very horrible thing because... If you have a certain worldview, it would be a horrible thing, right? There's a, there's a great uncertainty to it. I mean, could be a bad today, you know. Could be a bad day. Could wake up and a meteor lands right on my house, you know, uh, or it destroys the whole planet if it's big enough. Um, you know, who knows what could happen? There could be, there could be a, a, a nuclear fallout that affects the whole world. I mean, you know, people. There's no end to their imaginations when it comes to you know, their fear of how things might end here on this earth. But it's totally different for a Christian. When we think of the latter days, we get excited. We think, man, you know, God's, God's, uh, God's plan is going forward and, uh, and he did everything to, to, uh, to, to redeem you know, a fallen man and, uh, and to make it so that you know, this, this, this very world is going to be refreshed for a time when Jesus is here, and then there's going to be a new heaven, a new earth, and then there's going to be a wonderful uh, a city, a new Jerusalem prepared for us for the future. And, you know, so for us to think of the latter days, it's a positive thing to a large degree. And so your worldview, you know, for the, for the Christian, it's, it's just so drastically different, um, and that's where, the, that's where the clash comes so many times. You know, it's, it's like we're, okay, we're talking about trying to have unity as Americans. But when you have a certain faction that's, you know, steeped in, in humanistic, atheistic, evolutionary thinking, and then you have another faction that has, you know, a biblical worldview and, and God and the plan and, and, and all that, there's only so much that can be reconciled there. And so you know what the answer to true unity is? It's truth. You know what truth is? It's the gospel. I mean, the only thing that's really going to bring people together is the gospel. And, and any, anything other than that that creates some sort of unity is just going to be, you know, a flash in the pan. It's, it's not going to last. It's a broken cistern <laughs> is what it is. And so, uh, but the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times... And then, it, and then it goes on uh, from, from there. So let's start a word of prayer and just look at a couple things here in this verse. Lord, I pray that uh, you would uh, just encourage us as believers here tonight. Lord, help us to um, adhere to the truth and process the truth and apply the truth and uh, move forward according to, to truth for your glory. And thank you for, the, for this passage in Jesus' name. Amen. So it says that the Spirit is specific about the fact that in the latter times... Some shall depart. Now, Paul has talked about this concept really a number of times in, 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 uh, in his writings of Timothy. And he, he talks about uh, shipwreck. Um, he talks in, in terms of uh, maybe some that, that, uh, that wouldn't stay committed to what God has called them to. And uh, to, he encourages Timothy to, to stick with the things that he's been taught and, 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 and uh, not to forget those things. And he says, you know, in the latter times, there's going to be like this departing from the faith. Departing from really trusting God and taking Him at His word for what He says about things. Now, I don't know, you know, I, I know we don't know the time and, and, and the dates and everything, but it does seem like there's a lot of this spirit going on right now, even amongst believers of departing from just trusting what God says and having to cave to the pressure of, you know, the humanistic crowd that is always changing what they believe and, 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 and altering what they believe in order for, for convenience and to allow for, the, for what they want to do always coming up with their own definition of truth and, and their own definition for, for everything, really. I mean, you know, when I was here in the early 1980s, I mean, we had our issues here. You know, there's no question about it. I mean, sin was alive and well. But I never really fathomed that we'd be talking about, you know, all this gender stuff like we are now. I mean, it's really crazy. I mean, the Bible says, you know, that God created male and female. He created he them. And and the Bible talks about the fact that that was very good. (laughs) And and, and God's design, when it's done, you know, uh, properly, according to to faith and the way that he laid it out, it's it's good, and it's honoring to him, and and it's pure, and it's vibrant, and it's life-giving. But, you know, I mean, there's... uh, there's a hatred for, for, for God's ways. Um, and, and there's a... there's Now, that's, we expect that of, of non-believers. What we don't expect, but the Bible says very expressly, will happen. What we don't expect so much is for Christians to, you know, to compromise and go along with that sort of thing. Um... I remember. I remember one of the first times when, and, and I'm not trying to be self-righteous or to, you know, to say, look, I'm not in this crowd. I'm not in this crowd that that, that goes out in the corner with hateful signs about people who aren't living a, a godly lifestyle. I mean, for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Right. I mean, you know, God. God loves. God loves people that, that are in all kinds of stuff. And uh, you know, Paul wrote to to church. The church. Uh, in fact, the church that Timothy was at, you know, of such were some of you after such a list that described a lot of the, these things that are accepted by the world. But he says, of such were some of you. OK, it's not a matter of, of you know, as a Christian, you still saying that those things are fine. You were those things until Christ came and, and changed you, transformed you. You became a new creature. All things became new. Old things pass away, right? And, uh, and now you trust what God's Word says. You trust His ways. You don't let the world, you're not conformed to this world. But you're transformed, what? By the renewing of your mind. And, and, and now you start to prove what is, what is holy, what is acceptable unto God. Not what's acceptable unto society and the pressures that they bring up upon you, and, and the guilt tactics that they bring upon you. And they call you, you know, non-loving. And who likes to be called non-loving, right? You're, you call yourself a Christian, you are unloving, and, you are, and you're, you, you're, not, you're not tolerant. You're judgmental. You're like, well, I think you just judged me, and you weren't very tolerant of me. And... But anyways, that's all beside the point. Uh, the, the, the fact of the matter is, you know, that... We had to say, no, uh, look, you know, like, we have to obey God rather than man. So It's nothing about whether we love you or don't love you. We, we do love you. Jesus loves you. But Jesus loves you too much to leave you the way that you are. <laughs> he, he, wants to, he wants to bring you faith in the way that he made things so that you can have security in an ever-changing world. You know, there's a, there's, there's a constant, there's, there's, there's a foundation there's something that's not going to move. It's not going to be swayed. It's not going to be whimsical. And uh, every wind of doctrine the Bible talks about. But the, the Spirit does say that in the latter days especially, they're going to be characterized by people departing from trusting God for these things. They're going to start to ra- You know, even church is going to, and he's talking in the context of a church, they're going to start to rationalize all kinds of stuff. You know, how about uh, if we're going to fly any flag, how about flying the Christian flag, right? Not even that. I mean, you know, this is what we fly right here. You know, this is what we. But, you know, churches that, that feel like they've got to fly the, this, the, 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 uh, the, 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 the gay pride flag and, and uh, they've got to bow down to all of that. I mean, to me, that's look. you know, that's not the church of the living God. Because the church of the living God looks at what the Bible says. And it's not that we hate anybody. It's not that we're, we're, we have a condemning attitude. But if the Bible says it's wrong, I'm sorry, it's wrong. <laughs> Don't guilt me into, into going against what God's word says, because I'm not going to do it. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not that I'm any better. Look, I need a Jesus just as much as anybody. We all do. But at the end of the day, God made things the way that he made them, and he describes the way that he made them, and he defines things, and he he puts it very clear in his word. And woe to us if we're part of the crowd that departs from the faith, that departs from saying, I just trust God that that's the way that he made it, that's what he says, and I'm sticking with that no matter what everyone else seems to be saying. What the popular opinion of the day is, and uh, look, you know, along with that spirit, along with that spirit, um, you know, there's going to be more and more pressure on those that that don't de- that don't depart. There's going to be more and more pressure. And I remember, you know, when uh, man, probably about ten years ago, you know, I caught wind um, that some of my some of my fellow classmates. What? One of, one of the guys that I went to Bible college with no longer believed in the literal resurrection of Jesus Christ, and he said, "Why are we going to argue about that? Why are we going to argue for the resurrection? It just makes us look as, as Christians. It just makes us look, you know, sensational. And, and you know, wh- why can't it just be enough that we we looked at Jesus he w- and, and look at his lifestyle, and we try to em- emulate that, and we just love everybody, and and that's what true Christianity is about." Why, why do we need to? Why do we need to be dogmatic about the resurrection? And I was like, Well, because the Bible says that without the resurrection, like our religion would be the dumbest religion ever. <laughs> That's basically what it says in First in First Timothy fifteen, right? <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, so uh, and and then 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 you know another another one of my classmates kind of find out because you know like all of a sudden the world was getting all connected again. You know, people that you hadn't even thought about for a while, all of a sudden they, you know, they could contact you and stuff. And uh, here's an, another person that I went to Bible college with that was, you know, in, in a sodomite relationship. And they're saying, look, we have, we have Christian support groups that are all about this. Uh, you know, you should, you should support that. I was like, well, no, you know, I, I can't support that, you know, because it's, it's not, it's against the Bible, well, you, you're, you're unloving. You're a, you are a, a rigid fundamentalist. Well, if a fundamentalist means that I, that I believe God's word, then I guess, you know, call me whatever you want to call me. But, yeah, you know, I believe the, the fundamentals of how God made things. And I'm going to stick to those fundamentals. Because doesn't the devil love to use guilt tactics on us? You know, just label, you know, and say, and, and try to say, look, if you're, if you're a part of that crowd, you're unloving. You're intolerant. You don't really, you know, you don't empathize with people. Look, as a, as a Bible believer, we should empathize with everybody of the fact that we're all in the same boat when it comes to sin. But we also empathize enough to say, I sympathize, so Let's bring, let's bring the true solutions to things. Let's bring the true solutions. And to me, it's, it's refreshing to find a person that says, you know, I, w- I was buying into all that stuff and even living it until Jesus came into my life and he changed everything. He made me see things uh, uh, um, fresh and in the light. And uh, and, and, he, and he brought me back just to, to, uh, to trusting his goodness in the way that he made things. And really... You know, Bible-believing Christianity is a very simple, it's a very simple, straightforward life. Um, you know, you, you get outside of truth and things become convoluted and messed up and twisted in all kinds of directions. You know? And the Bible says, strange enough, the Bible, and, and you, you wouldn't think that, you know, we're, we're, pretty, we're the most advanced creatures and everything. Uh, the human beings have the capacity to rationalize to the point of calling what is right, what? Wrong, and what is wrong, right. Now, I've had just about all I can handle of that, of that lately. Calling what is right, wrong, and what is wrong, right. <laughs> but thankfully, I can come to God's word and see, look, you know, God, God knew it was going to happen. He, he, he says, look, you know, just stay the course. Um... It's a pretty light infirmity in, 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 in the scope of eternity. It's all going to be okay. God's got it all in control. You know, when Jesus comes back, it says that, it says that he is going to rule with, a, you know, with, with an iron fist, with a rod of iron. In other words, he's not going to compromise on anything that is right and true. And people look at that and say, well, you know, that sounds, that sounds terrible. What a dictator. But th- see, the thing of it is, is Having a dictator can be a, a wonderful thing if the dictator is totally righteous, loving, holy, full of equity, justice, everything that Jesus says, then they're going to be fine. But the problem is there's no human being like that, right? That's why human beings need checks and balances, right? That's why, you know, in, in, in a human government, you need things set up so that things, things are uh, accountable. and beca- you, you can't put one human being in charge of the whole ball of wax, We've seen what happens in this globe when that happens. Things get get really really crazy in a hurry. Um, When when these guys try to take over the world, you know, and uh, they just start killing people that are in their way and all that kind of stuff. No, Jesus is going to bring life. He's going to refresh everything. He's going to make everything, you know, uh, restore to kind of its default setting the way it was supposed to be. Factory reset, right, the way God made it (laughs) Um, for a thousand years. So, and even at the end of that, man's going to rebel again, right? That's what the Bible says. Uh, it's amazing. So, so some shall depart from the faith, giving heed. Now, why are they going to depart? Now, look at this. Because you may be sitting here today and you're just thinking, I, I, I would never fall for, 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 for these things. And obviously, I'm not going into an exhaustive list of all the issues here tonight, but. You know, you're thinking, you know, I would never depart from the, from the faith. I would never depart from, from trusting God the way that he made things. Well, maybe you already have in some areas. Maybe we, need to, maybe we need to say tonight, Lord, is there any area in my life where I've given ground there, where I've just kind of started to buy into the whole world's definition of stuff? But here's the thing. Because we, we think that we're above it, but, but this is what happens. Those that depart from trusting God, what they do is they give heed to, what's the next word? Seducing spirits. Now think about the term seduction. You know, something that's that's seductive, um, it's hard to resist. Right? It's convincing. It's alluring. It appeals to us, and I think you know it would be so nice and just so easy just to give in to that. You know, I just don't want to resist anymore. It'd just be easy to say, you know, let's just all have liberty, and and uh, and, and and liberty just means that nothing is really defined anymore, as long as we love Jesus. Well, the Bible says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Why? Because you know the God's the Jesus. When he says, you know, to do something that, 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 that it is according to his nature, if you love Jesus, you'll love what he has to say. That one of the same, he is his word, he's the living word. <laughs> and and so, but the, the the spirits, little s there, the spirit is telling us that there's going to be seductive spirits. And it's kind of like the way of least resistance, you know? And 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 and, and Christians. They just love to go for that nowadays. They just love to go for just, I don't want to fight anybody. I don't want to stand up for anything. I just kind of want to get by and and, uh, you know have just everything be peachy all the time and, and not confront anything. But look, the thing of it is, is truth is confrontational. Now that's why the Bible says you've got to have the right spirit when it comes to truth. You know, the Bible says you can get a lot of truth and you can just be arrogant. The Bible says knowledge in and of itself does what? It puffs us up. But knowledge, within the realm of, of the Spirit in Christ, knowledge can also free us up. Right? The truth shall make you free. And the truth can help others be free. But... The world says if you're going to be free, you just got to say everything's fine. And you can't ever speak up against anybody that isn't doing it according to God's word because that's hate speech. Right? That's offensive. That's going to make somebody feel bad. Well, look, unless we feel bad, we don't seek the remedy. Okay? I guess there's like a, there's a kind of this asymptomatic idea going on now um, where people are sick and they don't know it. Well, I guess that's a bad thing, right? If you're sick and you don't even know it, that's why you just keel over because. So symptoms are good, right? Symptoms show us that there's a problem. And if there's symptoms there, then we seek the remedies. And so when, 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 when the Bible shows people the symptoms, of where they have got, gone off the rails, you know, that helps, it gives them recourse to be able to say, okay, you know, I need to get help in this area. I need to get back on the, on the right track. Um, and But people, you know, they don't, look, they don't want that because they just basically just want to do what they want to do. And it's the same reason why they came up with evolution, you know, it's the same reason why they came up with with uh that it's, it's, a, it's a bad thing to have, is to talk about God in the schools and, and uh, you know, let's take the Ten Commandments away. and It's, a, it's, it's the same reason for all of that. The, 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 the reason for it is the rebellion of the human heart, which the Bible says is as the sin of witchcraft, because that's where it comes from, the original re- rebeller himself. Um, you know, it's a demonic thing. And so the devil's seductive. And there's spirits that are seductive. And it calls it here very expressly doctrines of what? Devils. Doctrines of devils. Now, you say, I don't know what doctrines of devils are. Well, you better figure it out. Because there are doctrines of devils that are going to be more and more prevalent in the latter days. And if you believe in any way, shape, or form that we're approaching or in the latter days, then you better realize that there are doctrines of devils. (laughs) And, you know, the doctrines of devils, we think of, oh, they're they're shocking, and uh, they're just, I mean, we see them and it's like, whoa, whoa, hey, no. It says here they're seductive. They're seductive doctrines, right? Desensitizing, alluring, making us think that it would just be better just to kind of give in to to, to, to go for that. And uh, it says there, some shall depart from the faith. And I believe it's very clearly talking about the Christians there. I don't think it's talking about them losing their salvation if they are saved. I don't think it's, you know, saying that, that they're saying, okay, you know, I used to be a Christian. I'm not a Christian anymore. No, I, th- I think it's just it's, it's ceasing from really trusting God and his word for what he says about everything. And, and, and rationalizing and conforming uh, to this world in whatever area it is, being seduced by the spirits, the spirit of this world, and giving into, as it says there, doctrines of devils. Now, that sounds, that sounds ominous to the degree where, man, surely I would recognize that if I saw it. Well, you know, maybe, maybe the first time you see it, but maybe the second time it's a little more palatable. Subsequently, you know, you just become more and more desensitized to it. And then you get to the point where it's like, you know, I think that's probably just fine. I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, now it takes a lot more to shock us. Right? It used to be like if, if, if two people that were, that were, you know, a man and a woman who weren't married were, were living together, that was, I mean, we recognize that that was unbiblical. And I was like, man, you know, we speak very clear that, that that's wrong. Well, now it's like, you know, we've we gotten to the degree where it's like, well, at least they're male and female, you know. It's like, <laughs> I mean, that's not the way it should be, but I'm just saying it. Am, am I right to a certain degree? Right? Uh, because we, we, we just, we get desensitized and we're, and we're, and we're, and we're seduced. And, and we, we start to say, well, it's just not that big of a deal. That's really not worth, you know, um, getting into. And, uh, and, and and so, look, you know, this isn't, look, the Bible, the Bible isn't designed to make us self-righteous. The Bible is designed to show us that God is right, and we need to trust Him. We need to trust Him. And then, maintain the right spirit as we live that out. Right? Um, look, it, it's, 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 it's hard. It's hard because now, there's very few situations in which, and I think this is good in a lot of ways, there's very few situations now where you just, you grow up like, you know, you're, you're just, you're functioning all the time within just like this Christian righteous bubble. You know, things, things with, 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 with family dynamics and with the way that the world has gone in many ways, you know, most of us are part of situations that are somewhat biblically dysfunctional to, to some degree. But, you know, that's okay. I mean, I'm not saying it's okay, but it, as far as we're concerned, you know, that's a great time for us to be light with the right spirit, to continue to say, look, I, you, you know, I love you, but I love Jesus, and I'm going to, you know, this is right in my life. This is wrong. Um, I love you, but I'm not going to say that that's right if it's not right, right? You, 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 you make your choices before the Lord, but uh, I also have to, you know, stand for what I believe. And, and so people have to see the difference. They have to see people that within, within the, the messiness of it all, they're still trusting God. You see what I'm saying? It is a messy, broken world. Look, it's easy to lead and be a Christian when everything is all set up just right, you know, and everything is all great and we're all, you know, for fifth generation Christians and everybody's. I mean, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, if that's the case, you know, to God be the glory. Thank the Lord. But it's becoming more and more rare. And within that are unique opportunities for us to say, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I'm not going to depart from trusting him, no matter what the world is doing. And, uh, you know, that in and of itself is something of of great beauty. It's Christ-like. Study the life of Christ. The world is pretty broken and fallen at that time, too. Um, and that's why Jesus stood out as being the wonder that he was. Uh, so let's pray. Lord, I pray.